We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Lincoln weather forecast this week. Get out the warmer clothes, temperatures plunging from triple digits to the mid-80s by midweek. This segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Green Sorghum Board, Remax Concepts, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. All sorts of fun for you today on the show. In-state vacation trips from Jeff Mall, the hottest retail stores, salons and skincare. Why are there so many? We're going to interview Greg Howard from the College of Hair Design, who is churning out these graduates at a rapid rate. Um, Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts will be in to talk about retiring earlier than everybody else, what that's like. Um, Corey Hart from Nebraska Prep Equipment. He does restaurant equipment. We're hoping to pick up a little bit of restaurant gossip from him about what's going on around town. Gossip. There you go, Robin. Hey, we've got somebody in our studio that knows what's going on around town. Don't we, we? We do. Jeff Mall is in from the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. He, um, especially particularly the Convention and Visitors Bureau down there. How are you doing today, Jeff? Doing great. I tell people I'm living the dream one nightmare at a time, and I mean that <laughs> tongue-in-cheek because <What>? pre-pandemic, <laughs> we were living the dream. But then we had these little nightmares along the way. But little. Boy, we are on the other side, and I couldn't be happier to be here. So just thanks for having me out. <laughs> well, fun to have you. Um, you guys do these ribbon cuttings, and we heard you you did one near Broadcast House, and and it's a new building going up, and people are like, how? And it's something we've been talking about for a, a while. a new building near O Street? <laughs> yeah. Where, where was this at? Remember Holiday Skate World? Yep. Yeah. Remember that whole property over there, that, oh, that parcel yeah. on North 48th North Street? North 48th. Kind of buried in behind a new development on the front side, right up that butts uh, 48th Street. A True by Hilton limited service hotel property. This has always been earmarked as a hotel opportunity. Uh, the hotel market in East Lincoln, Central Lincoln, has started to really pick up again. So really? the folks with True by Hilton, the ownership uh, group for the property, had said, let's get this thing done and get it out of the ground. Well, that is good to hear, and I want to ask you more in general about hotels in a minute, but you, I, I want to go back to what you just said about mm -hmm. the tourism biz, business picking up. Um, yeah, what areas are we back to normal, maybe hopefully breaking some records? What's going on? Well, I'll, I'll preface that with most of the national experts across the country are saying there's not going to be a full return of tourism in two, until 2024. Really? It's two years from now. That's a year wow. and a half, whatever. Too long huh. to wait. I can tell you that Lincoln, the Midwest, has rebounded nicely in the last year and a half. Our tourism numbers uh, have met and exceeded my expectations from a budget standpoint. Lodging tax collections are coming in at record levels for the last 12 months. And why is that? Because people have a pent-up need to get out and live their life again. The yeah. four walls of their house, the four walls of the, the room that they were locked up in. You get a little claustrophobic. Hanging out in the same room. Yeah. I can understand. Yeah. And as far as markets go, Robin, you know, the interesting thing is, is that a lot of people said the seniors were going to be the last people to travel. The motor coach industry, the people that get on buses, they were the first ones to go <laughs> because they were vaccinated first. Remember? True. Yeah. 65 and over, they had a chance to get out and travel. So all of our markets are back. They're robust. Youth sports. The convention business 
However, it has been the slowest to come back. And the primary reason is, is people still have the ability to zoom in to a national conference rather than go to the destination and enjoy right. it. So it's a little bit slower to come back. We think it's going to be back in the next year. So it sounds like the business stuff hasn't really been at the same level as the pleasure. It has. It has. It's been it's been really interesting to follow that trend. And um, like I said, tourism for the most part is just, you know, knock on wood, just been amazing for all of our industry partners. Business travel is still doing what it needs to do. And if we can get that convention business back, we're back at 100% of what we were. Interesting that you would say that. This past week, we had a relative who was in from Phoenix for an annual, I think it was an annual conference or annual report that Spreetail was yep. having. Yep. Uh, so he came into town and stayed in a hotel, and this was the first time I think they had done this since before the pandemic. And he he told us a little bit about the kinds of connections he made and said, that would have never happened if I would not have come here right. in person and Zoom. You know, we did a lot in Zoom, but this would have never happened if I hadn't come to Lincoln. Probably one of the most overused but pointed statements that I've heard over and over again is better together. And yeah. I really believe in that. The opportunity to, to press a palm with a handshake or give a warm embrace to somebody you haven't seen in so long and create relationships you really can't do that on Zoom. You can to a certain extent, but until you meet the community and meet the people that are a part of it, you really don't have a good idea of really what you're getting into. So well, Zoom, that's a huge point. Yeah, Zoom is a cup half full. Yeah, very not, much. Not, yeah. not full. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. Well, I want to talk to you about Houston because this has been in the news a lot lately. The fact that we have direct air flight to Houston – why is that particularly remarkable? To get us to the south, period, is a big deal for business travel, right? You know, you can get on a flight to Houston and get on a flight that takes you east or west either way. If you're a vacationer out there and you know a lot of people go where? To the warm water destinations. Particularly in the winter. This right, is what I want people to right. hear. Yeah. yeah. This is a huge opportunity to do And it's do a that. huge hub. It is. And to be able to get on a plane in Lincoln at what I think is one of the coolest airports in the Midwest because it's simple and easy from the time you park to when you get on a plane. It's really up to us as Lincoln residents, and if you're listening out there on the fence of whether it makes sense to fly Lincoln or not, there are so many good reasons why we need to be doing this. But I think on the flip side, if you're the University of Nebraska, Texas is a pretty key recruiting hub. Oh, So now we have the ability to get athletes into the community from the Texas area, mm -hmm. take a look at the community for the first time, I think it open ups, opens up the southern states to want to come to the University of Nebraska to go to school as well. So I'm looking at all these great advantages, hmm. and I'm glad you asked that question because I think a lot of people have just let that news kind of come it's and go. It's Denver and Chicago. Right. We got that. So why? Uh, yeah. 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 Just go do it. Yeah. And then I, you know, I think like instead of doing a cruise, I think we should do some sort of, you know, get all the listeners at Broadcast House to fly to Houston and go to Galveston or to Mexico or yeah. something like that would be kind of a fun thing to introduce people to the places that you can go south. I mean, South America. Yeah. Well, what are we doing? Like Dave said, what are we doing in the cold weather periods in Nebraska. You want to go find warmth, and that's the place to go Let's right now. Let's talk yeah. about Galveston this Islands. a little bit ahead of next March when we're all sick of being shut up <laughs> and we hear there's another snowstorm coming. <laughs> Although there's still some nice places in the state of Nebraska to visit. 
there is, and I'm glad you mentioned that. If we weren't talking about the state and the city, I wouldn't be getting, it, yeah, I wouldn't be doing my job. Right? Yeah, if right. you're not, yeah. So this is a great question. If you're not flying, maybe if you're really concerned about gas prices and you want to scale back, you so want to do something before school starts. What would be your top recommendations for families, especially things that people in Lincoln may not have ever tried before in Nebraska or or been to. Well, so closest to home for me, the Southeastern Nebraska Tourism Coalition, we're an eight-county, actually eight-county region in southeast Nebraska, so that upholds in Beatrice and Nebraska City, uh, Cass County, Sarpy County just up the road. There's a lot of great opportunities in southeast Nebraska. I love Beatrice, great restaurants, Homestead National Monument, uh, just a great destination. Getting a little bit further down the road, I think one of the greatest places to go understand the railroad industry is to go to North Platte and go to the Golden Spike Monument. Hmm. Whether you like trains or not, get up in the Golden Spike and understand that when a train comes in full and how they parse it out to go down different rails across the state and how important that is to our our industries, Hmm. that's a huge destination. Carhenge, Ashton Kutcher, we just did Carhenge. It's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. But it's pretty significant when it comes to a destination-type thing to go do in the state. Scottsbluff National Monument, Valentine. There's a lot of things. If you ask for a top five, I'll give you 50. If your kids like dinosaurs, that uh, those fossil parks. Ashfall. Ashfall. Ashfall is amazing. The key there for me is I love Interstate 80. It's the quickest way to get east and west in the state of Nebraska. But the scenic byways. The two-lane highways that take you to northwest Nebraska and northern Nebraska mm. are amazing, and they go through small-town communities with highway great restaurants. Two. I love Highway 2. Thank you. Great. <sighs> it's a great it, – it, it's it's, if you haven't done that, you should do that. Oh, this is so fun. We went way over time here. Jeff, thanks so much for coming in. This was great. Let's do it again. Yeah. Jeff Mall, Lincoln Convention and Visitors Bureau, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Coming up next, the hottest retail stores, salons, and skincare. We'll talk to Greg Howard of College of Hair Design. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Before the pandemic, e-commerce was 12% as a share of total retail sales. During the pandemic, it shot up to 16%, but now it has dropped to 14%. Moody's Analytics believes that e-commerce is back on track towards 20% within a decade. Yet, at the same time, we know that Amazon has paused several of its facility projects. Yes. Uh, this segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board and Remax Concepts. This is a retail segment, and I want to introduce someone who I have known ever since high school, college youth group at Indian Hills Church. <laughs> Greg Howard, we go back a long ways here. <laughs> He's with College of Hair Design, and welcome to the show, because we want to ask you about the, the hottest new retail trend that we as commercial realtors have been seeing, um, salons and skincare. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. We're, we're constantly trying to explain this to Jack Mitchell. He invites us in on Thursday mornings to do a retail segment right. for um, KLIN. And, uh, you know, it seems like every week we have some new salon. It's it's uh, eyebrows, eyelashes, skincare, hair. What, Greg, is causing it? Is it some movie star that got this, all, this thing all started? Or what is it? Well, I think the awareness of the benefits of what the services are that are out there uh, through social media, I think there's probably, there's always influences from Hollywood, of course, but... 
I think you see these before and after pictures that salons are putting out. Like on Instagram and Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And this really gets people's attention. And so we become involved with, uh, you know, even as a school, we've had to add new things because of that awareness. So, yeah. So, so before and after pictures. I think, That's what I it, think is. it really is. And then the, the individuals in our industry are out there sharing these. Uh, I think the second reason is just people are excited to help people feel good, look good. It's a fun industry. And so we have people stepping into it, uh, talented people getting involved. Uh, you see new barbershops. You see new salons doing waxing facials and then the latest thing is the lashes yes so yeah so this growth in (laughs) lashes is huge uh you know you see new places i'm chuckling as as you can tell it's it's just mind-boggling to me all of the things that are happening with average people that's what gets me. yeah it used to just be wealthy women and now it's like every girl i know right right it used to be that a person would get a facial because they got a gift card or gift certificate for birthday or mm-hmm. uh, anniversary, you know, Valentine's Day. So now, like you said, it's a little bit more the norm. And uh, so I think it's just a huge growth for all of that. To me, reason. it's a little murky, the difference between estheticians and then dermatologists and dermatologist PAs. I don't really get it. Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. What it really is, is that uh, as a as an esthetician, we're dealing with the nurture and growth of the skin, whereas a dermatologist is more the deeper issues of the skin, diseases, the, the uh, just a lot more in depth like that. Our estheticians, they're dealing with like facials and waxing and enhancements uh, that really help strengthen the skin and nurture it. That plump it up or... Right, yeah. right. In fact, like one of the things we just added this last year was a hydrofacial system, which cleanses and nurtures the skin and moisturizes it at the same time. So That's, that's interesting. Now, you guys have a couple of locations here in town. Why don't you explain to our listeners those, where those locations are and the differences between the two? Yeah, we have two locations. We have two campuses. Uh, so we have our downtown school, which was really kind of the founding school. That's at 11th and M Street. And that's where we teach uh, barbering. It started as Lincoln Barber College oh, originally. <laughs> so it happened in 1960. My parents started it. And then we have our East Campus, which is just east of Menards and Walmart, at 84th and Highway 2 area. And that's a, a huge facility. Um, we teach aesthetics and cosmetology there. So that's directed by my wife, and we have a great staff and a beautiful facility. So um, so that was kind of, that's the outgrowth of this industry. Just we needed more room, and we outgrew the downtown school and, and moved out there. So uh, so you have two locations. I suppose some students spend a little time at both, depending on what they're... Yeah, uh, we have some students that will do cosmetology and go on to barbering, Um but the biggest part of it is really the biggest growth is, again, to the aesthetic side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have mm-hmm. a huge waiting list. It's over a year to get into that program. Wow. Really? Uh, yeah. Over a year. Yeah. It's over a year. And huh. we've actually added uh, start dates and changed our class sizes. And But we just have a great staff, a great system of teaching that. And uh, so... Uh, like Joanne and Brittany do a super great job of, of teaching that program. 
So that that's kind of the focus really at East Campus at 84th and Highway 2 is cosmetology, which is hair color and women's styling and we have great pedicure rooms and all of that side of it. So. We're talking to Greg Howard at College of Hair Design. One more question here before we let you go. Um, I was chatting at a party with a college student, and she told me she was providing services out of her bedroom, which got me to wondering which ones of these <laughs> kinds of services are regulated by the state and you have to be in some special space with certain kinds of plumbing and are there other kinds of services where it's less regulated really basically all the services that we're training for are licensed so aesthetics cosmetology barbering uh, by the health department or the barber board for the purpose of sanitation and safety of the client so of course a lot of people will get under interest get into the industry because they want to they're curious experiment they start doing it on their friends but that's not really the business model that'll legally right. carry them through, you know, uh, for a career that's professional and whatnot. But yeah. So if you're experimenting with this and you like it and you're doing it out <laughs> of your apartment, but right. then it, it occurs to you or you hear this might be regulated, you could get in trouble. What At what point should people be aware of that? Like what sorts of things might they be doing where really you need to be going to a school and then you need to get, get the license. Right, right. It, it's really from the get-go. It's not legal to be doing a business out of your home. You have to have an establishment license or a barber or cosmetology uh, salon license. And so that's really kind of foundation. So really it's any sure. of those services. Yeah. yeah. And the programs are less than, you know, basically a year or less to get into the school. So it's quick. Well, certainly if they're being paid for it, they're... they're they might be they, subject they, to licensing <laughs> requirements. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this was so interesting. Thanks a lot. Um, a very long-term business here in Lincoln. College of Hair Design, been around, I think you said, since 1960. Exactly. Right? Yep. Good reputation. Yep. You can feel good about your kid um, taking classes there. Coming up next, Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts will be in. He's going to talk about people that decide to retire earlier than all their other friends. We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. In industrial and warehouses, just-in-time delivery has changed. Now it's just-in-case delivery. Nationally, Moody's Analytics says that due to supply chain issues, large companies are storing as much product as they can get their hands on in warehouses. This is forcing smaller companies to lease mini storage spaces. This segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. We're going to talk about retiring early with Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. Uh, sometimes people want to do this before all their other friends because they think it sounds fun. How are you doing today, Roger? I'm doing pretty good. I think I want to be added to that list. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet since you're the one that helps people with saving up their money so it can be dispensed out to them later, I bet you got some thoughts on this. Yeah, a couple of thoughts. Uh you know, I, I think today we've got two retirement planning tips that you might want to think about. The first one is, as you mentioned, Robin, early retirement. So is it for everyone, first of all? 
And if you are retiring, say, before 62 or 60, that might be fantastic. Uh, I think your financial situation probably looks pretty good uh, if that's the case. The question is, do you know what you want to do next? So if you're not certain about either of those two ifs, maybe you might want to keep working for a little while. Yeah. Well, one thing that people need to think about is, you know, their expenses. Now, some people's over the long term reduce their expenses get reduced, but yeah. You know, they don't have to go to work. They don't uh so they don't their vehicle costs are down and so are their clothing and some other things. What what's the rules? You know, there's there's lots of rules out there. Uh I think the first thing is is uh keep in mind that you could certainly live into your 90s or even a little longer than that. So you need to make sure that your retirement money last uh, quite a while. Uh, most people say anywhere from 60 to 80 percent. Uh, most are uh, the expert that I was reading. This is the plan on living on about 80 percent of what you earned working. Um, I think the, the big thing is, is most people will probably spend more in their early years. Maybe that's because they're traveling. They travel, yeah. A lot, they hobbies, whatever the case. And as you get older, you your expenses go down a little bit. But expenses plus debts, uh, you know, you might have to work part-time if you haven't saved enough uh, as well. So it's really important to make sure that you are careful, uh, keep your expenses in line, uh, and also knowing that maybe you might live into your 90s or later. What else is good to know if you are retiring earlier than your friends? Yeah, so, you know, many people retire around the age 65. That's typically Medicare eligibility age. Um, one of the things that I wanted to mention today as well is health savings accounts. And a lot of people don't think about this. If you happen to have a health savings account at your employer, you might consider this. Um, an HSA is tax advantaged. Uh, it's a tax advantaged account that you can use to pay for uh, qualified medical expenses. So if you retire before age 65 and then funded an HSA, you can utilize your HSA balance to help pay for any out-of-pocket medical expenses and the hospital costs. Well, what happens to your uh, HSA account after age 65? Yeah, great question, Dave. Uh, while you can't contribute to an HSA anymore after getting on Medicare, you still can use those assets to reimburse yourself for Medicare premiums. You can also draw on those HSA uh, monies to help pay for other senior health care costs, like home health care, nursing home, uh, elder care, insurance premiums, and so forth. You know, so one of the ideas is as you approach Medicare age or you are retired or before you're retired, you might want to consider max funding your HSA. Uh, there's some limits on that, so you can certainly give me a call and we can talk about those. But those max funding, uh, your HSA, will give you plenty of money when you do retire uh, to cover those Medicare premiums and expenses, and uh, certainly this will help save those retirement assets from being used too early, and uh, you can delay that down the road. I never knew that. I thought you had to use all your HSA money before you retired. That's good information, Roger. Great Thank information, you. Roger. Roger Frank is the registered representative of and securities offered through Bertha Fisher and Company Financial Services, BFCFS member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. In our drinking through the pandemic local update, Itsumo Ramen at 14th and O is seeking a liquor license. When we come back, we'll talk more about restaurants and restaurant equipment with Corey Hart from Nebraska Prep Equipment. 
economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Nationally, despite the recession, Moody's Analytics doesn't expect warehouse and industrial vacancy to be any higher than 45 to 5% by the end of this year. And next year, despite a looming recession, they project only 4.5% warehouse vacancy. Well, that's interesting information there, Robin. Yeah, if you're uh, a warehouse landlord, looking good for you at least now. For at least at least for a year or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evnen Law Firm. Our next guest needs warehouse to do what he does. I have yeah. no doubt. Um, restaurant and restaurant equipment. Boy, that takes up a lot of space. He's our new sponsor. And he's We're new happy sponsor. to introduce him to Corey, uh, our listeners. Corey Hart from Nebraska Prep Equipment. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Your website describes your business as a food service equipment supplier. So give us the story. Where are you located? So we're actually based out of rural Adams, Nebraska, which is about 25 minutes south of here. And that's contingent on the road construction. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not a very far drive. Uh, we started uh, actually catering a business back in 2012. And uh, we kind of bounced around from kitchen to kitchen. And we finally settled on one that was close by. And as we were building that kitchen, we were trying to find and source quality used equipment, which was kind of tough in this area. So started hitting the road, going to some auctions throughout some bigger cities, buying this used equipment. And we kind of had a surplus of the equipment we needed, so decided, why not start selling this? It's tough to find here, so my supply to people that might need it. Um, that kind of grew and grew. We actually closed up our catering operation. But in 2017, we decided Nebraska Prep Equipment is going to launch. So we launched Nebraska Prep Equipment, focusing mainly on used and as that kind of grew and grew, we decided we need to add that next thing. We need to add a budget-friendly piece of equipment that people can utilize and still have a warranty. Because with used, oh, there's no yeah. warranty. No warranty. Yeah. Oh, sure. So you have your high-end stuff. You have your entry-level stuff. So we kind of want to focus on the entry-level and then the middle-range stuff to make it affordable but yet practical for everybody. Okay. The war- so warranty was the key in warranty was shifting the key. your – Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting example of a business pivot you yeah. know, to meet the market expectations. Very interesting. So, hey, uh, what age were you when you started thinking, hey, I'm going to be involved in the food world? I've always liked food. I've always <laughs> liked food. So I guess there's really no age, but uh, it was never an aha moment. It just seemed like the cards just kind of lining up and they continue to line up. And so we just kind of took took everything as it came and just kept growing with it. It just was always there yes. just for yeah. you. Just always I've never a... had a desire to actually run a restaurant. I love going to restaurants, love supporting restaurants, but I just don't have, I don't think I have that willpower to, to grind it <laughs> to out as much as To stand over a hot grill exactly. for 12 exactly. hours And I love cooking, but for my family and friends only, that's about the extent of my cooking. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Now, is your business primarily local or, or do you sell all over the country? So we have our website, which is NebraskaPrepEquipment.com, and you have the capabilities of buying on there. And we can ship actually worldwide. So this week really? we ship stuff to Canada. Uh, we've got product in the country of Panama, Costa Rica. Uh, we've got wow. some stuff. It's not a different country, but Hawaii. Uh, the country of Hawaii. <laughs> it's not a country. No, it's it, part of our country. Yeah. But it almost is. It is. When you fly there, yeah, it feels like you're going around you're going the world. going somewhere else, yeah. But we mainly focus on a 75, 80-mile radius because hmm. how we try to thrive in this market and how do we grow our business is to execute customer service. 
And the only way to do that is one-on-one -on -one interaction and being there after the sale. Something goes wrong, you buy it online, you get put into a portal and it's going to get fixed eventually where you got our phone numbers, you can call us. I prefer you don't, but you can call us every minute if you had to until that item was back up and running. Are the are the customers out of the country? Are they people you met in Lincoln that have expanded their operation? Or was it just people on the Internet? Yep. Basically, everything's been found on the Internet. So we did a little bit of eBay stuff starting out. We no longer do that because with us doing the new, we don't really have that niche used item that people are going to pay shipping to have sent down to Costa Rica, Panama, wherever right. they may be. But as we built those relationships, they do keep coming back for more because they might need a component for a sink faucet. They might need a drain, something simple that it's just very difficult to get for where they're at. Right, right. Have you worked with any restaurants that have opened or closed in Lincoln in recent months? Fortunately, in the last two years, none of our customers have closed up business. You're kidding me. That no, is great. Isn't it is that fantastic. amazing? It is. It really that is. is amazing. So there's been some pivoting. Uh, we've got uh, Charles, who consolidated his locations with Stir 22. Yeah. So yes. he was on and kind of at uh, South Street area, and now he is downtown only. Uh, we've got uh, Harry with Grotta. He opened Grotta OG on South 14th. Now we're at 14th and... I, I apologize. It'd be actually 27th and Jamie Lane. Yeah. Oh, across from Walmart on yes, South correct. 27th. Right. So on 14th, while we're speaking of that, we have Han, who had the Fox, which is now Juicy Lou's. Okay, so that's South 14th Street over kind of near... It's at 1245 Libra. Yeah, it's kind of there near Southwest High School, that right? That is correct. Yeah. Directly south of there. What was the name of that again? It is now Juicy Lou's. Juicy yeah. Lou's. So they focus on... That used got to a, be Fox. Correct. So yeah. it's basically the same concept, gourmet burgers, pizza. And then he just recently opened, I believe last week, the Tokyo Bar on uh, Sun Valley and O Street. So kind of rice bowl type concept there. Was that a subway? It was a subway. That is yeah. correct. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And how do you say it? Tokyo Bar? I believe it's Tokyo Bar. I it's, I tried to say that we, to, and we I just weren't butchered exactly it. sure how to how to <laughs> pronounce. It. I actually had an ass on. I'm like so so I don't butcher this. So I don't. Exactly. How do you so, say this? So hit yeah. that up. It looks like he's got a good thing going on over there. Well, how do we reach you if we want to get a hold of you? So again, NebraskaPrepEquipment.com is our website. Otherwise, phone number is four zero two eight eight two five five eight five, and that actually rings to our cell phone. So it doesn't matter where I'm at, my phone is going to ring, and we're going to get that call. Oh, good, good for, for you. you. Well, this, this is just a perfect match for our show. It sure is. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff. We uh, look forward to having you back again. Um, can you fix equipment of people that didn't buy it from you? So we actually do not have a service part of our business. We do have several local uh, service providers that we utilize. So if, if you contact us, we can point you in the right direction. Whether you bought it from us or not, we're, we're here to help because eventually that's going to pay off in the long run for yeah. us. Sure. Yeah. So call him if you need something, and if you can't do it, he will refer you. Um, thanks a lot. This was Corey Hart from Nebraska Prep Equipment. Um, if you're thinking of starting a restaurant, check him out uh, on the web or at those numbers here. And um, if you miss those numbers, the podcast will be up after the show. Thanks again, Corey. Appreciate it. Thank you. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving around Lincoln. This city is my city. And I love it, yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here, I got it made And if I have my way, I'm gonna stay forever because It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln with Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers. This segment is possible today because of University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. 
Frank Financial Concepts, and Realtors Association of Lincoln. Here's what's going on around Lincoln businesses opening, closing, and moving around. A new gaming business coming to Havelock, Dave. Yeah, just saw a building permit at 6110 Havelock uh, Avenue for this new gaming business. Not a large permit in the world of building permits, but $45,000. But sounds like maybe somebody can have some some uh, gaming fun in Havelock. I would say two niche neighborhoods doing quite well in Lincoln, Nebraska would be Havelock and College View. They are seeing strong, strong revitalization. As a matter of fact, um, and I don't want to jump ahead all over our list, but we heard about a big one at College View this yeah. week. Yeah. Well, let's just go ahead and jump ahead of our well, list. Well, okay? I mean, we're talking like jumping to what was supposed to be the end of our list, but well, this we're gonna, like, we're gonna segues make it, really well. Yeah. And that is uh, the Larson Lifestyle Building at uh, Union College. New exterior entry canopy and a new remodel of uh, part of the building. A $905,000 building permit. This is College View, uh, the Union College Fitness Center, in case you were wondering what a lifestyle building is. Yeah. Uh, Robin, I also saw, uh, and we had talked about, the fact that uh, the Fellowship uh, Church of God near 88th and Holdridge, they're looking to sell off. Yeah, this uh, is part of their land. This is interesting. Um, in the history of the last twenty or thirty years, a lot of churches left the inner city and went and bought twenty acres or more out in or, yeah. along Eighty Fourth Street, you know, from some farmer, and built a church. You know, thinking we'll have future growth, we'll need a lot of parking, we may expand our auditorium. We have seen some of them that sold off some of that land as the city grew in around and houses started coming right. in. And this has happened. I, I just think it's kind of interesting. It isn't even that huge of a development, but um, I, I, we did notice that fellowship church of God. Now I lost my place. What's their address? Oh, 88th and Holdridge. 88th and Holdridge. Yeah. yeah. Want to sell part of their land to Peregrine townhomes to build 26 townhouse units. Um, another church that did that was New Covenant Church down on South 84th near Old Cheney, and there's a bunch of townhomes back there by that church. That's uh, Covenant townhomes. Yes, and they they named the streets. You know, there's like Covenant <laughs> Drive. <laughs> so if you're a church looking for a little bit of a signature, you can have a street named after you. And there's a chiropractic center right at the beginning of that too. In that area, yeah, they're putting some office Brian, in there Brian too. Tarnick has a yeah. We're kind of going, there. we're kind of jumping back we and are. forth between 88th and Holdridge and 88th and 84th and Old Cheney. So sorry if we confuse people there. Well, let's make things a little bit easier, okay? And let's just talk about Ninth and Van Dorn. We talked a little bit about this uh, with uh, LNK today with Jack, but. Scooters is uh, planning on going in there. Yeah, Ninth and Van Dorn. This is when you're going northbound into downtown Lincoln. What you'll do is you'll pull in next to AutoZone there and get your coffee and then keep going north. And another one that we talked about with on uh, LNK today was the former Burger King, Robin, uh, by the state penitentiary on 14th and, oh, approximately Highway 2. Yeah, two new tenants there. Um, Earth and Home, which is a home decor store, 
And then um, there's a coffee shop that's going to take the other half of the Burger King building. I, is it Harbor, Harbor Coffee? Mm-hmm. I think is going to take the other half. And then you had some stuff out at the uh, South Point Mall. Um, um, yes, Amazing Lash Studio is next to Verizon. It faces Pine Lake Road. And if you missed the first part of this show, we taught, we had a really interesting interview with the College of Hair Design about why we're seeing so many of these open and the waiting list. Yeah. They have a year of students wanting to get into their school so they can learn to provide these services. And they make, in some cases, hundreds of dollars per hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, you also had another place out at the South Point Mall, Robin. Alumni Hall's stores um, is scheduled to move from Edgewood to a space next to Barnes & Noble. I, Actually, think, I think that was Alamo. So, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Alamo at 56th and Highway 2, and I think it's closed. I think so. Yeah. Um, but that is a sporting goods store that used to be called Husker Headquarters yeah. that will be now opening at some point. Um, I'm sure if they're like everybody else, their construction will probably be delayed, but they would like to move to South Point Mall. Unfortunately. Hey, I've got two different medical-related facilities at the same location, and this is at 3901 Pine Lake Road. One is Suite 200, and that is for Lincoln Internal Medicine, they're expanding their space uh, a little over uh, 1,300 square feet. And just think about this price for this, $295,000. For 1,300 square feet, feet. that's a lot of remodeling money for medical. And then next, not too far from that, at uh, Suite 211, there's remodeling space for gastrointestinal specialties, $110,000. Square feet, and I can't remember what the square footage was for that. But uh, we talk to people all the time about how expensive medical space is, and yeah. So this, and in case you're thinking, well, now what building is this? This is at 40th and Pine Lake. It's that big brick building that Bryan Hospital has. um, Two, as you can see, two major construction projects going on right now there. Yeah, Robin, uh, 33rd and Pioneer. Muse, a beauty collective, is opening, I want to say it's in the same shopping center as Breda. Hmm, okay. I think it's that one. There's a few little strip centers on the corners there. I think Uh, you're right. I think it's on the end. I think it's the end cap there. Um, Makeup artist and photography going on at 33rd and Pioneers. Well, Robin, we have to sign off. Are we out of time? We are. All right. That's all for Grow Lincoln today. Thanks a lot. Send us an announcement about your business opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or Twitter. Mm